Gotta walk the dogs, school drop-off, meetings from 10 to 3, take kids to soccer practice, then... There goes the extra time for a jog. <sighs> That's okay. Maybe next week. When everyone else relies on you, it's easy to put your needs last. Therapy is a dedicated time to focus on what you need to be happy. So you can show up for yourself the way you do for others. BetterHelp offers convenient online therapy on your schedule. It's the same professional service you'd get from an in-person therapist, but with the option to communicate when and how you want, by chat, phone, or video call. Go to their site and fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Find more balance with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com. Walk the dogs, school drop-off, meetings from 10 to 3, take kids to soccer, then no time left for a jog. When everyone else is relying on you, it's easy to put your needs last. BetterHelp connects you with a licensed therapist online, so you can show up for yourself the way you do for others. Find more balance with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com. Episode of Beyond Baseball, powered by Prospects Live. I am here with a very incredible guest, Graham Stinson, pitcher with the Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, Graham, how are you doing today? Doing great, Jared. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, we're excited to have you on and kind of dive a bit into your journey. Uh, but for just the listeners and the viewers who don't know you, uh, give a little bit of background on who you are, how you got to where you are now on professional baseball and pitching with the Rays. So I'm from outside Atlanta, Georgia, a little place called Norcross, Petrie Corners area. I uh, went to uh, Norcross High School, graduated in 2016, and then went and played at Duke University. Played there from fall of 2016 until I got drafted in 2019. Um, while I was there, we went to two different regionals. I pitched in the Super Regional at Texas Tech. Um, had a great time. Got drafted in the fourth round uh, by the Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, first off, or really the first short season, I was hurt with thoracic outlet syndrome, didn't have surgery, just did rehab. Um, and then from there went to instructs in 2019 and then we didn't play in 2020 and spent 2021 in Charleston, low A, and then started in 2022 in Bowling Green, high A, um, and then finished in Montgomery, double A. Wow. That's awesome. Uh, one thing I want to touch on that you mentioned, uh, you talked about thoracic outlet syndrome and dealing with injuries. And one thing we kind of to always focus on in this podcast is kind of battling through those moments of adversity and having to overcome injuries. What were some of the things that really helped you during those times? So for me, it was, it was such a big drop off from peak performance to mm -hmm. where I ended up with it. So 2018 top, I was throwing anywhere from 94, 96, top in 98. And then coming to 2019 and first start 1993 and then 88-90 and then 87-89, 86-88. Like last start against Louisville, I was like 83-86. And so from there, it was kind of, one, figuring out what was wrong with me. Two, figuring out the rehab, which was more so after I got drafted. Um, 
And then from there, it was really having a, a longer term end goal, which was I want to be where I was. And it's taken me uh, what is it, three years now going into year four, really, of trying to get all the way back to where I was. I had a couple of 95s this past year, uh, a lot more 94s. But overall, it's just been a lot of trial and error for me trying to figure out my body and and how my body works, what my body responds to. So I, I've really treated it as a three, four year long science experiment with me as the uh, test subject. So yeah. constantly testing and <laughs> hypothesizing what's going to work and what's going to make me better and more resilient as a human being and also as a pitcher uh, and really trying to get my body in the right place. Yeah, I mean, take us into that moment, too, when you finally did get back to the mid-90s. What was that feeling like? I kind of have to imagine after going through all that, spending the three years really trying to build back up and that sense of accomplishment you must have felt during that time. It's huge. So like, it, it, feel, it felt like a big weight off my shoulders. It, it also felt like a big weight off my shoulders when uh, one of our pitching coordinators last year in Charleston uh, came up to me and was like, hey, dude, like, I know where you were. I know where you're trying to be but I, I don't want you to try and be anything but who you are today. Like you've got nasty stuff. If you're throwing 90 and you've got nasty stuff, if you throw 98, I just want you to go and compete. Um, and so that was huge too. And then, you know, ha finally seeing some results, uh, some output after, you know, years of input uh, yeah. and experimentation, like it, it feels good. And I also know that there's a lot more that I'm capable of. Um, and, and I don't think I've, I've really, I barely scratch the surface really of what I'm, what I'm capable of both on the field, off the field, putting the work in and I'm still figuring out, you know, what can I add in that's going to make me better. Yeah. And I love that. It's kind of the thing you touched on too, that I also really liked was you talked about kind of defining yourself as a human being too, outside of the game. Um, talk a little bit about that and what, what some of your passions are away from baseball and kind of how you've developed yourself as a human outside of the game while also trying to make it, um, in the sport that you love? You know, I'm, I would categorize myself as a lifelong learner and I, I get interested in things that I, I'm curious about a lot of things. So, uh, I spend a lot of time trying to read about different stuff with science, like mm -hmm. what, what goes into the body and what are you going to get out because of it and try and help that guide me and, uh, what I'm trying to do to improve, uh, read some journal articles here and there. Um, but in 2020, after we got sent home from COVID, started working with my buddy Eli Herrick on a company that's now called StatStack. We do uh, recruiting using metrics, uh, essentially matching kids, high school athletes to colleges based off of their their data and what information on them is available anywhere from, you know, pitch breaks to GPAs and location and how hard they're hitting the ball, infield velos, all that and trying to create a picture for high school athletes of where they're going to fit in college. That's kind of, that's awesome. Cause I think a lot of, we, I work on a side job at major league university and we're really focused on the, helping athletes on the mental side of the game. I think a lot of what we hear from high schoolers is they all just want to go play D1. They don't care about playing time. They don't care if their skills or, or assets or whatever they have and abilities will fit in with that program. But it's cool to hear that you're taking each individual, not just like their characteristics with the numbers, but also knowing the important role the numbers play, but who they are as individual humans and trying to find a fit for the right program. Absolutely. And, and, and we really think that, you know, pretty much there's a place for everybody in college baseball. Mm -hmm. 
there's a so many programs out there. There's over a thousand college baseball programs, uh, you know, anywhere from D1 to D2, D3, JUCO, NAIA. There's a lot of college baseball programs. There's a lot of baseball teams that need arms. Um, just because you're not the best guy on your high school team doesn't mean you can't go play college baseball. And I, I think what we're, we're doing is creating some opportunities for, for kids to find some, some places, some diamonds in the rough, um, some places that where, where kids are going to go get playing time. They can go have fun, go play college baseball and give themselves a shot for the next level. Yeah. And I remember working at baseball operations at Nevada, kids would come into camps and they'd be throwing low eighties. And then all of a sudden they have a growth spurt. The next thing you know, they're hitting 88, 90 miles an hour, whatever they need to get to that next level. So like just showing kids that if you go to the community college level route, or if you go to NAIA, it's not the end of your baseball career just because you didn't make it to D1. There's a lot of guys that I've played with uh, through the Rays org who are really, really good ball players, good pitchers, good position players that didn't play division one baseball or they started out at a junior college or NAIA D2 um, and then figured out a way to, to get signed and play professional baseball and give themselves a shot. Um, and, and from that point, once your, your numbers, you know, the results are going to, you know, show themselves over time. And, and if you can do that, if you can perform and execute, then, then you're really going to have a, a spot somewhere. Yeah. Uh, kind of switching gears here, going back to your career, uh, as you kind of made it through some of the off season this year, uh, what are some things that you're really looking to improve on this off season and kind of going into 2023? I've got some ideas through my mechanics that are, I think, low-hanging fruit um, as far as coming back from thoracic outlet. So the big thing for me, uh, looking at video from when I threw 96, 97, 98 versus where I'm throwing at 92, 94, uh, and that's thoracic extension. So essentially how much I'm able to mm -hmm. allow my core to stretch back and create more force coming forward. Um, and I really think that the the upper body strength that I'd pretty much lost when I had bad TOS. It was, I couldn't do three pushups at the time, uh, back in 2019. It was, it was bad. It was weird. Um, and I finally felt like I got that upper body strength back. Everything was kind of firing again. And so that's been a huge thing for me this off season is really crushing the upper body, getting strong again. Um, finally able to do pull-ups again, like a normal person, uh, <laughs> crank out five or six. And, uh, so I, I think I made a ton of strides in that area. Uh, and I'm really excited to have a few more months of the offseason really crush it and get stronger. That's awesome. It's good to hear that you're having that build of success, getting ready for 2023. Um, speaking of the offseason, though, I have, I've asked this to every guest. What's your go-to restaurant when you get home for the offseason? Ooh, there's a barbecue spot in between here and my parents have a mountain house in Bryson City, North Carolina. Okay, uh, It's called Haywood Smokehouse, and we always try and stop there when we're on our way up there. Um, you know, really good pulled pork, really good pulled chicken, brisket. And it, that, I've, I've got to stop there every time I'm in that area. And it seems like it's during the off season that I'm able to get up there. What's the go-to order? The combo platter, uh, pulled pork and brisket, a little mac and cheese on the side, maybe some fried okra. And, then, you know, maybe a Miller Lite, Coors Light, see what happens. Love it. Love it. Good, good go-to meal for the barbecue spots. Um, Kind of wrapping up, this is always the, one of the last questions I ask um, as we kind of focus on the human side of the game. Uh, what advice would you have for future athletes that are, who are going through some of the same things that you had to kind of power through adversity or trying to just make it to that next level of professional baseball? So I, I think that the biggest thing that has allowed me to really stay focused is this idea of creating a resilience 
creating resilience in your mind and in your body. So everything that you do when it comes to baseball should be focused around making a more resilient version of yourself. Mm -hmm. And that happens with both the mental game and the physical. So on the physical side, you want to be as strong as possible. You want to be not injury prone. You want to be essentially safe from injury by being strong and being mobile and working through full range of motions on everything. And really just trust in the fact that the work is going to show over time uh, and, and trusting that really trusting that it's hard to do at times because you don't yeah. see results, you know, the day after you work out, you know, you bench 135 one day, you don't expect to, you shouldn't expect to bench 185 the next day or 225. Right. Uh, and mentally it's the same way, you know, you've got to have that long-term goal of like, where do I want to be in 10 years or five years and, and be able to stay focused on that and be able to put the blinders on because there's a ton of outside influences that are going to try and hop in and, yeah. really distract you from what you want to do. And, you know, we talked about this, I got a good group of buddies in the Rays, and we've talked about this is like, you know, it's, it's tempting to go, you know, work another job and make more money. Um, it would probably be a lot easier emotionally and a lot easier physically <laughs> yeah. because, you know, that security mindset is really tempting, but if you're passionate about something and you know what you're capable of, you've got to stick with it and you, you have to just put your head down and do the work uh, and know that the results are going to come in due time. Uh, for me, that's, that's been paramount and it's what's allowed me to stay focused through adversity and, and some, some bumps in the road, to be honest. Yeah. I like how you mentioned the mental side of the game. We've had the opportunity to interview a bunch of the mental performance coaches with the Rays and Chris Goodman and a few others and what they do there. The Rays, I would say, have one of the best mental performance setups. They've got a guy at almost every level and it's awesome to see. Absolutely. They've been, they've been really great and they, uh, they're really receptive to feedback and kind of what I'm working on. And, and Goody hits me up all the time. Like, Hey, Stints, how are you doing on these things that we've been talking about? Um, how, how are you executing on those goals? So it, it's really good to have people in your corner. Yeah, well, that's awesome. And Graham, can't thank you enough for joining us. Uh, it's awesome to hear your journey and all the, the way you've powered through to get to where you are. It's just so cool to see. And we're wishing nothing about the best in 2023. Thanks, Jared. I really appreciate you having me on. Now through June 29th, you can earn up to four times rewards points on your favorite products throughout the store at Safeway. Shop for items like Coca-Cola products, Deer Park Natural Spring Water, Dannon Light and Fit Yogurt, Mott's Original Applesauce, Heinz Ketchup, and McCormick Spices. And earn up to four times bonus reward points to use for discounts on gas or groceries. Visit Safeway.com or download the Safeway For You app to earn your reward points today. Offer valid through June 29th. See store for more details. Leftovers or the DMV or house cleaning or Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. We're prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.